0: probably fair to say that most people want life to work for them. Unfortunately, the evidence clearly shows that for the vast majority of folks, life's not working out real well. Today on Keeping It Real, I've got a first time guest on with me to share how his life was in an abyss of drug abuse to how he got radically transformed by divine spiritual power. His name is Tim Holloway, and he will no doubt have riveting, yet easy to understand answers as to how a person can be transformed by god and be less conformed to a deadly worldly system tim has a big time social media presence and hosts his own podcast the kingdom militia podcast so i encourage everyone to lock their listening ears into this episode entitled transforming versus conforming power welcome to the keeping it real podcast only tired of fake stuff Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie Gee. All right, and we are here for another episode of Keeping It Real, the 27th episode of this podcast, and I've got a special guest on with me here today, Tim Holloway. I tell you what, um, we've never met. We live in uh, different parts of the country. But I tell you what, both of us, I think, are uh, alike in a lot of ways, being that not only are we brothers in the Lord, but similar testimonies, uh, similar backgrounds, I think, uh, just from the flavor that I get from you, Tim, on social media. Uh, Thanks again for agreeing to come on the podcast here today. Uh, Tim um, also hosts a podcast. It's called the Kingdom Militia Podcast. And uh, definitely encourage uh, people to check that out. There are a whole bunch of episodes on that and a (laughs) lot of inspiring and great content that I believe will definitely uh, have great potential to edify the soul. Uh, Tim, I figure, you know, we were kind of bouncing some ideas back and forth as we were messaging back and forth. And uh, I think we agreed to do this transforming versus conforming concepts, transforming versus conforming power as it relates to Romans chapter 12, uh, verse two. I'm going to read from a couple of different translations and then okay. I'm going to kind of leave it open to you, Tim, on um, you know really responding and going in depth to uh, some of the questions that I have for you. Okay. Romans. Awesome.
1: That sounds good, brother.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Romans 12, two. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the New King James Version. Then there's the New Living Translation. I really like this one. It says, okay, don't okay. copy the behavior and customs of this world, mm. but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then oh, you will learn, good. yeah, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So I figured to kind of jump jump start things here today, Tim, if you could tell the listening audience a little bit um about your life how it has changed from before you knew Christ to now since you've known Christ
1: absolutely, absolutely. So, man, I was raised in a very uh, chaotic, uh, traumatic environment. Uh, both of my parents were drug addicts and addicted to heroin, uh, mm-hmm. diagnosed schizophrenic. Um, if they were on what we called uh, uh, us kids jokingly called nut money is because they, they weren't quite all there. So the government uh, you know, supported them and we lived off of uh, food stamps and all that different stuff. But uh, very, very chaotic upbringing until... The government stepped in and took us all away. Hmm. Uh, The reason why the government came in is that there was, you know, all of us kids were were kicked out of our rooms and they were rented out for prostitution. There was squatters. Uh, A murder happened in our backyard. Um, CPS just got wind of like all of these things. And, uh, before we got taken away, they were just around, it seemed like for a whole year, just constantly, uh, over until, um, you know, a surprise visit and no food and, and, uh, what happened was, uh, my mother went to deliver my brother and he had four different drugs in his system and she fled the hospital and left him there. And so that triggered the CPS again, to come to the house and see where these other kids are located. And, they were they round us all up and we oh. all got taken away.
0: How many so, of you are there, Tim?
1: Uh so that was five. Okay. Uh, that was with my mother. I um I have six other brothers and sisters, so a total of eleven, which is crazy. But uh so five of us got spread to uh different relatives, each to to different ones. And you know, I was given to my grandmother, which is my father's mother. Uh my father was in prison, you know, all of his life, so I didn't really um, I didn't really connect with him that much. So my, I was given to my grandmother and, uh, at 13, man, I went to wake her up and she didn't wake up. And, um, that sent me into kind of a spiral of, of drug addiction. They, you know, they let my father out early on, on compassion release because his mother just died. And, uh, you know, I was living with him for, for a couple months, but at 13, I just, I just decided to run away. Uh, I moved in with a, a drug dealer up the street. She was like 33 years old and off I went. And this is 13 years old. Wow. Um, often, you know, into this crazy, chaotic environment.
0: I'll, I'll definitely want to convey to the listening folks out there. I tell you what, I knew there was some baggage to your background and I'd heard some of that come off of your podcast, but holy smokes, I just... I had no idea it was even this involved in that, that far down the road. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing to me, but this is why I can't wait to hear of the Christ victory story and testimony. Yeah. This. Yeah. I'm,
1: this is absolutely. amazing. Keep bringing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it happened very early with me, man. Luckily, because, um, you know, I was running hard and fast and trying to uh, do drugs with the big boys and stuff. And I was, you know, 100 pounds soaking wet, little skinny little kid, you know, and, um, you know, involved with uh, cooking the meth and and distributing it and, you know, running it to different houses and stuff like that. Uh, but basically a drug meal, nothing. uh miraculous or special. Um, but what that got me was a daily supply of drugs. And so I was using a lot, a lot, a lot. And then I was trying to keep up with the big boys, which led to, um, to me overdosing. So during this moment, um, this is my encounter with God and overdosing
0: uh, at 13.
1: Uh, this time I was 15 years old.
0: 15. So, so I'm a out teenagers. Yeah.
1: Yep. Doing these, uh, running these drugs, cooking meth, doing all these things from 13 to, to 15 and um, did too much. And, uh, you know, my heart started just like pumping my ears, just kind of hearing nothing but my heart beating and tunnel vision, just coming in like hyper, hyper focus. And I'm just like uh, clenching. And, and, and then I started screaming. And
0: um, my heart's beating from listening to this, brother. <laughs> I'm talking to God, man. Amen. I'm,
1: you know, I'm having this conversation with God in this moment, and um uh unfortunately at, at that moment all I had was anger uh towards him, so I'm just like letting out all of this anger that that's going on inside of my life, um, and just letting it all out. It it's not pretty with the things that I'm seeing, there's nothing. Amazing about it. What's amazing was after this experience, going and sitting on a hammock and staying there all day long, and just getting, you know, a fresh download of of the experience, and and concerned about my my spiritual well being because I'm going to meet my my maker in this angry angry fashion. Hmm. And so I was just sitting there all day long, soaking, you know, high as a kite still yeah, um, soaking all of that experience in. And I tell you what, brother, uh, it changed everything. And the reason why it changed was, um, I had a heart transformation and, uh, I still struggled for quite a bit with different things, you know, living on the streets, obviously, uh, you're still going to have struggles and temptations and different things. But the one thing that changed was that I wanted to do the right thing where uh, before I, re- I really didn't feel any type of way about the things that I did. I There wasn't really any regret, remorse or anything. So,
0: so somewhere uh, along the way, it seems like God was starting to speak to your conscience a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, 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 I trigger that moment as the, the moment where everything started to change because I wanted something different. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when I did, um, something that was wrong, I actually felt bad about it. And then Mm -hmm. when I used, I felt more, um, I felt more defeated. I didn't feel like I used to the way, like the drugs picked me up and I was like, you know, alive and this and that. I just felt like, um, uh, shame. I felt defeated. I felt like I gave in and, um, looking back to me, it was evidence of, you know, God changing the heart and bringing me to that, to that place that he wanted me to be. So yeah, I, I, I point to that moment for the heart change that led to um, where I am today. (laughs) That's
0: uh, a, that's loaded with a lot of stuff, you know, as we now kind of get into this subject matter of transforming versus conforming power as it's laid out in Romans chapter 12. Um, Can you give a description or describe the power that comes with a testimony of the transforming power of Christ?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, from that moment, um, like I said, there was a heart change that wanted to do the right thing. Uh, that led to me uh, stepping foot inside of a church and hearing the message of the gospel and coming forward and, and and accepting that. That led to one of the most amazing experiences that I had up to that point, and that was, you know, I'm still living in the streets. I'm I'm, I'm living with drug dealers still. Right. I'm like it's 15... all
0: it's all you've known up to that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 15 years old. I stumble into a local church and, and I'm a raggedy kid with two pairs of clothes and like, you know, <laughs> this is just, just who I am. And, uh, uh, you know, I found myself in a very bad situation where, um, a, a buddy of mine let me use his bike and he said, deliver it to so-and-so I delivered are smoking meth and, and, uh, I walk in and there it is. And I'm like, I just begin to, uh, close my eyes and I begin to pray and to ask for, uh, God's help. And I still remember just kind of like opening my hand a little bit uh, because they're not paying attention. They're smoking dope, you know, and I'm opening my hand a little bit and I'm just like, like, I need you. Like in this moment, I didn't mean to come here. I didn't mean to put myself in this position. Like I need help. And uh, the pipe came around and I I passed to the other person. I said, i got to bounce. And I left in this overwhelming feeling of, of victory, of faith in, in God coming through in support and really feeling like I got something, um, the simple message. Mm. And that was just to turn to me, to look to me, I'm your strength, I'm your help and I am your support. So um, that fundamental transformation, mm. it happened through experiment uh, experience, but uh, the truth is still valid, you know,
0: wow. And I tell you what, when you talk about hearing the gospel message, it does definitely uh, cuts. It's um, it's a double-edged sword, and it divides even, you know, the bone and the marrow. And that certainly seems like what's happened uh, or what happened for you, even though like a lot of people, when they come to faith in Christ, they're not able to wrap their minds around yeah. everything, you know, no. fact, a lot of things. It just right. don't, really, don't really make sense, but yeah. you just know that at yeah. that moment or in that, in the, in, in those instances, boom, there's just this light, something gets turned on on the inside. Yeah. And it seems yeah, like I that's couldn't, what happened with you.
1: I couldn't explain the heart change. I couldn't explain the the conscience that I just now uh, developed. I couldn't explain, you know, what prompted me to to reach out to God and seek his his support Um but it was all real, nonetheless, you know, and yeah. um,
0: powerful. Well, I tell you what, one of the things that really really impacted me when you know, looking at because uh, because you're posting on social media like like crazy, and I have a I have a love hate relationship with social media. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
1: I do too. You wouldn't notice. Yeah, so, no, I, I wouldn't notice
0: at all. But <laughs> I love the one post you put out where you had you did a split screen. And you did a shot of you when you were younger and when you were lost and you were strung out on drugs or alcohol. And then you did the other side, evidently, or in all likelihood, a, a lot more recent picture of you, maybe very yeah. recent. And mm-hmm. the just the countenance in the mm. same person, right? Right. It's still Tim Holloway. But the countenance difference between those two pictures yeah. struck me. And that was the ultimate thing that had me gone, oh, man, I got to try and get this guy on. This is my kind oh, of guy. Oh,
1: that's cool. This that's is that's my
0: cool. kind of guy. <laughs> he, he is laying it out there of how God has radically changed his life. And it is, it is clearly evident in the visual image of a picture, or in this case, right. really two pictures. And it just, um, I'm like, oh man, that's that's so cool. That is so cool. So, can you explain the difference now? When we're, you know, I quoted Romans 12 to here from the jump here today.
1: Yeah, I love that scripture, man. Yeah, that's one of my favorites.
0: Power, yeah, very mm-hmm. powerful scripture. Um, can you explain the difference between transforming divine power and the conforming world system? Yeah. As described in 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 this verse now you've already laid out a very clear difference between you know, a life hooked on drugs versus someone who is born again by the Spirit of God and now they're living their lives for the Lord. But can you maybe elaborate on that yeah. or maybe tie in some other things? Because I tell you what, there's even a lot of Christian folk that believe that they are living under God's transforming work When in reality, they're really controlled by the world system in large part. Yeah,
1: man, I got I got so much to say uh, about this uh, topic, because, you know, one of the the fundamental principles that I've adopted along the way is um, the call to the the radical message of the kingdom and that is you know christ said to to repent which means to turn right and so you're facing one way and then he grabs your attention and your focal point begins to shift and then your eyes begin to focus upon him and that automatically causes you to turn away from other things um so you know in the context of what you're talking about you know the conformity Uh, in the world does want conformity they want absolute conformity right and uh, this is uh, portrayed in the bible through uh, multiple different means but more so with um, the book of daniel you know uh, the first chapter about the king's meat the second chapter about the king uh, doing this image and at the sound of the music everybody's supposed to bow Mm. and then the the other message about the King setting up uh, a a no prayer thing, nobody pray to, to any other God, but you, Oh King, you know, and what that ultimately is telling us through narrative and story over and over and over again, that the, the world wants conformity and what that is is for you to um, they want homage. That means they want your worship, which is your time, focus, attention. And they want you to think about how wonderful the world's goodies are and begin to fawn at the at the evil's feet and just begin to love what he provides and, and all of those things. But it wants you to bow. Mm. And that is to cave under the pressure of, of society norms and all of those different things. So when I think of uh, the world uh, and its systems, that's exactly what it wants is that conformity. And, you know, in the Greek, that just means to be fashioned alike, Mm -hmm. to look just like the world and its system. So that's the conformity aspect. Uh, The transformation is this, is that, you know, God sees us in this, uh, this broken state uh, in conformity, uh, basically in service to the world and its systems. And the allegiance is challenged. I know mine was greatly. Are you going to go ahead and continue to serve the the God of substances or the or the God of the world or, or pleasure and all those different things? Or are you going to serve me? And so there comes a time when he that allegiances is, is challenged to the core and we have to decide whether we're going to be a friend of the world, which means an enemy of God,
0: mm. or
1: are we going to go all in with a, with allegiance with him and he's going to be our our, our love. And we are going to serve him because uh, no God, nobody could serve both God and money right. and the world and all that stuff. One of the most harshest scriptures, the one that, that, that used to make me squirm, but now it doesn't. So more as you adulterers and adulterers, how can you think that you could be a friend of the world and, 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 and still serve God? That is so challenging, yeah. Yeah. Um. but we need to hear it.
0: Yeah, well, and that's spot on, Tim, because, um, you know, there definitely is this clear distinction between <laughs> God's transforming power continually being manifested in a person's life and a person responding to the calls of God to break away all the more from the world system yeah. and to submit to his will. Yeah, this is all done, by the way, I and make it clear for the listening audience that this is done in and through love. God's yes. not looking to win us over with cheap tricks or right. to get us to follow some sort of agenda in a dutiful manner or in an obligatory mm. way. That's but, good. But he wants us to follow him in love because that's how he's reaching out to us. It is an unconditional and infinite love whereas the world actually is looking to control us they want us to follow the world in a dutiful way in a forced way you know in a in a manipulate you know a, a manipulative way so there's that clear distinction when i hear you talking about and listen obviously your te- everybody's testimony is at least ought to be near and dear to their hearts yeah, And especially listening to you riff on, you know, your past and the substance abuse and all that you went through with your parents and cops showing up and you ro- moving in at a, as a teenager, moving into a drug dealer's home. And I mean, it's a loaded background you have. Mm-hmm. And people may be listening to that, especially Christians and going, well, yeah, amen. I mean, yeah <laughs> wouldn't amen that? <laughs> But Mm -hmm. how, if you want to, I want to give you opportunity to expand ever so more because you, you hammer on this in your social media posts or a number of them. Yeah. Where for a lot of Christians or for Christians, the issue isn't, um, you know, oh, yeah, am I going to pledge my allegiance to substance abuse or to the Lord? But it's something else. And it's something else a lot more subtle. It's Mm -hmm. a lot more, it's dressed up as Christ-like, but it's really not. Whether if if it's, oh, you know, making sure I check my religious duty boxes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or if I look the part and play the part, well, then I must be captured by God's transforming power. But then if there's no power of testimony behind it, because as it says in Psalms chapter 19, the testimony of the Lord is sure mm-hmm. the transforming power of God is obvious. It is not through regurgitated you know, things that happened months or, dare I say, years ago but God is continually looking to do a new and fresh thing. Do you have any other thoughts on that? And I'm assuming you do because your social media, Facebook feed <laughs> is with this kind of stuff. Uh,
1: yeah, I really do. Um, first is the thought and the idea of transformation as a as a process, because mm-hmm. um, you know, I had an instant moment. The instant moment was the heart change right. uh, that led me to another moment to to stepping into uh, a church and hearing the message uh, of the gospel presented and me um, uh, responding to that message, which led to me trusting in God during a moment of crisis and temptation and asking him for a way out, which led to, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple different other things, which sure. led me to um, sharing my story and, and, and yeah. ministering and all these different things. Uh, transformation as a process um, you know, the, uh, the word that's used there is course of metamorphosis and, and the, the caterpillar analogy uh, often gets used. And that is, you know, there is a, there is a life beginning state. There is the, the, the larva, there is the, uh, you know, the messy dirtiness of it. And then there's going into the cocoon and the struggle and, and breaking free and flying. There's all that process inside of transformation, Mm -hmm. which I think, um, uh, we need to understand there is an instant and then there is a progressive. Mm. And so my life is, uh, has been uh, an evolving process of progressing and moving forward and taking steps and uh, which led to where I am today. I didn't wake up and go, okay, you're going to start like speaking to people every day uh, on social media and uh, you're going to be have this influence and you're going to be uh, encouraging all these people. Um, it didn't just happen. It was going through that process and the pain and and going in the cocoon, working on myself like for years and years and getting grounded inside of the truth and letting God work on, on, on my heart and the skeletons in my closet and being honest with people and vulnerability and telling the truth in small groups and all of these different things that led me to the person I am today. So uh, I would say the transformation uh, you know what I love about this scripture is we often go like, wow, how does change happen? Mm. How can we, uh, begin to experience, you know, what it is that we're talking about here. And I'm glad that the Bible just lays it out. And it says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that is, it doesn't leave us a question. Well, maybe I could be transformed this way, or maybe I could be transformed this way. That's, a, that's and, good word. Yep. right. And so he he gives us this message here about uh, stepping away from the world, looking away from the world, looking to him, allowing him to speak to us and then being inundated with that message and that word that we begin to embody the things that he tells us and that we begin to yield to the process. So I love it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's spelled out for us. Awesome. Now, the, the thing that, um that I stress on the most is the, the two ditches and that is, uh you know libertinism which is a free-for-all license to sin grace just gives you whatever and then you got legalism on the other side right. that gives you a bunch of rules and checklists checklist and everything to follow right. and the narrow path is the love of christ that gives us the uh, power and the ability to to live for him and to stay out of both of those ditches because they're both really painful
0: yeah and i appreciate you bringing that out um you know i know that uh you're connected to Frank Viola too. On yes. Social media stuff. And I had him on the podcast a few episodes no, ago.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: And so obviously in many of his writings, he draws out those two ditches that you speak of. Yes. The kings and the legalists. And both camps are anti-kingdom. And yes. really to piggyback off of you know, a lot of your emphasis and your kingdom militia podcast, there's no room for that. And now unfortunately, right. this is where a lot of folks find themselves in either camp. Yeah. What's unfortunate is, is a lot of folks, I believe don't even know they're in either camp <laughs> until, uh-huh. you know, they get confronted yeah. with it and then they're left with a choice. You know, they're then they're left with, Ooh, do I stay in this camp or do I actually look to break free, which, again, addresses the question that I posed and that you answered, I think, very pinpointedly um, And the whole, you know, how can we tell the difference between transforming yeah. divine power versus conforming to the world system? Mm-hmm. And yeah. even a lot of things done in the name of Christ, they don't even realize or they don't want to come to grips with, hey, this is actually this is actually conforming to the world system by either holding on to a set of rules in the legalistic ditch or yeah. I'm free to do whatever I want. Cause I'm under grace in the libertine ditch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, man, uh, I love, uh, my thought, uh, immediately went to the, the book of James where it talks about, you know, faith without works is dead. And I correlate that to a faith that actually works, not like, uh, works and, uh, you know, a systematic thing of a list and stuff. But right. we know that James wasn't uh, a legalist; he was.
0: Oh no, legitimate. he didn't play. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he did so, not play. <laughs> um, you know, a faith that works. So when it when I asked myself, okay, which camp or ditch am I in? Does my faith actually work? And I could tell you, when I was a legalist, man, I was beating myself up. Man, I found myself uh, just inundated with guilt and oppression and, and, um, you know, I could never measure up like the voice of God sounded like my stepfather who was just, you know, in, in, under that legalistic system, my faith didn't work. Mm. And so, you know, I started to get information about the, the all grace message. Right. And so during that, thank goodness, because at least it got me out of that, because, you know, that, you know, I felt like jumping off a mountain at, at one point, you know. Yeah. And so moving into the to the grace, um, though it brought relief from the legalism, uh, it still led to a more compromised uh sort of uh Christianity where my faith didn't work either. So yeah. when when people ask me, like, how can you tell that well, your faith works? And you, you know, the the fruit of the spirit, peace, love, joy, gentleness, goodness, the love as described in 1 Corinthians 13, that you believe God is at first, that he is patient, he is kind, he is loving, and you experience that between you and God, That and that's what you portray out to the world.
0: Yeah. Um, this and then is you're, the, you're, free. You, you're free. You're free. You're an ultimate freedom there. Yeah. Hey, um, I want to get, we're just about running out of time here. I want to give um, you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about your social media ministry. I mean, we've referenced that a couple of times here. Um, Tell us a little bit about your social media ministry and then also your kingdom militia podcast.
1: Awesome brother. Thank you for that opportunity. I do want to um, give somebody practical, practical thing to take home real quick. Sure. And that, that is, um, uh, philippians 4 8 it says that whatever things are true whatever things are honest just pure lovely uh good report virtue praise think on these things so once again it's like okay so transformation happens by mind renewal and then not only that but then god tells us the things to think about <laughs> yeah.
0: and so and ironically, <laughs> not only do we think with our minds but we also think with our hearts yes because the scripture says, or, or, or David pray, give me a wise and a discerning heart. Okay. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, I just, but I appreciate you bringing that out because I tell you how our thought life goes is the way how we're going to go most often Yeah, times.
1: Yeah. And what's crazy here is that um, here's the revelation that I got from the scripture. And uh, we don't often think about this and the, the order of the words and actually contemplating what is being said. because he- here's what happens when we're inundated with lies. They come upon us like, uh, I- I'm no good, I'm not whatever. you know, all these critical things that we bring upon ourselves in condemnation and legalism. Right. we never ask, is this true? And that's what the first thing he says, is this whatever things are true, think on these things. Well, we never ask ourselves, is that the truth? And by the truth, we mean, is it a conformity to the word of God? Well, God says, you know, I'm his child. I'm in the light and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm part of the kingdom and all these different. So, so no, that's not true. Yeah. You know, and then it goes, is this, is, is this honest? Is this. You know, if I if I carry this thought out, is it established in honesty? And then it goes on: Is this fair? Is it fair for me to to think this way? You know. So this is a a a prescriptive measure for challenging stinking thinking, but it's also (laughs) Uh, a a prescriptive way to begin to uh, challenge those thoughts, but then to think upon thoughts that are more alignment with the truth. So -hmm. I want to make sure that I leave somebody with very power, powerful application. If we just say the first question, "Is this true?" Mm. That we would we would begin to to challenge uh, evil in a greater fashion because uh, a lot of people don't even don't even push back. Well, uh,
0: that's a great word. I appreciate that. And I, again, I encourage people to check Tim out, Kingdom Militia podcast. If you do a search on that on Spotify or Apple, whatever podcast app you listen to. Uh, you'll be able to find him it, he's got uh, I don't know a few hundred episodes on there but I mean yeah I think, <laughs> I think you're pumping them out almost every day, right
1: Yeah I I'm pretty busy uh yeah
0: and um so but I mean the content uh, it doesn't get stale it's 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 riveting it's um you know you use the word application I think a lot of folks can find that content applicable to their lives. Um, and I wouldn't just recommend any 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 podcast or any show or anything like that uh unless I really thought uh that people could uh gravitate to it and be edified by it encouraged by it convicted by it mm. um that there would be some great sp- spiritual benefits as a result of it so uh appreciate you coming on keeping it real again today we got to do this up again sometime though.
1: yes, please like
0: yeah. so that's I'm all, I'm for- all open yeah well. So am I. And hopefully uh, the listening audience would be as well. I would imagine that many of them would be. So I want to encourage everybody to stay tuned for uh, the next episode that'll be coming out again real soon.